afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today I'm very pleased to be with Dr. Pascal Groslot, an osteopath who practices in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Welcome, Pascal. Thank you very much. Welcome, Christine. Thank you to be there with you. And uh, we had a very interesting conversation yesterday, I wish we could have taped it then, about yep. the history of medicine generally, the history of osteopathy, and the way it went in the different areas. Many people think in the Western world, that Hippocrates was the founder of modern medicine, which is just not true. There was lots of medical uh, science and uh, actually more than that, practice before him. Hippocrates lived about 2,000 years ago, and we know that 5,000 years ago, the Chinese started with their form of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, which evolved yep. parallel to Western medicine for the last... 4,500 years at least. And then there was medicine that actually did surgery in India. They did skin transplants there. Then there was yep. medicine in uh, Babylonia, which is now the Arab Peninsula, in Egypt, in the native Indians and the Mayans had amazing knowledge that sadly many of it gets lost. So mm. the modern medicine started after the Middle Ages, it really was a dark time for science and medicine in total, with the crusades and the witch hunts. And then medicine went very much into uh, what we call a science. But it really never is a science because we deal with human beings. So, Pascal, uh, how did osteopathy get born and what was it originally and how did it get to us? So actually, uh, osteopathic medicine uh, was developed in uh, in America, uh, United States of America, in the mid eighties, uh, uh, by a physician and surgeon whose name is uh, Andrew Taylor still, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he established the first uh, school of osteopathy in eighteen ninety two, and actually why just because at that time uh, modern medicine or allopathic medicine was not uh, as developed as now so there were no solution for uh, for uh, disease and um, he tried to find out uh, a new way of uh, therapeutics that will not involve drugs because the modern medicine modern you know into brackets at that time it's only no solution or, or few solution 
to cure uh, epidemic disease uh, there, uh, they were there at the time after the American Civil War, for instance. So uh, he came to um, to do reflection about anatomy, physiology, and uh, just to try to uh, to uh, to cure uh, those diseases by rather manual techniques and contact. Then uh, drugs, they were they were not effective at that time. No, at and that time, so, many uh, drugs were very toxic. They tried to cure arsenic with mercury and uh, syphilis with arsenic and mercury. So no wonder people tried to find something better. And osteopathy seems to have to be really evolved out of that necessity. Yes, correct. And uh, I mean, uh, it developed... Uh, Osteopathy, um, which is not the good word to, to tell what it is because osteop is from bone and patty from uh, pathology, so it's not really the pathology of the bone. But by adjusting the bones uh, in general, uh, he saw that it was effective in, uh, in the treatment and the cure of many diseases, not only joint troubles or misalignment, but uh, also it was the way to cure uh, disease like tuberculosis, uh, a fever, uh, whatsoever disease at the time, and uh, he succeeded. So, uh, so he actually and, uh, succeeded healing those diseases that were incurable at that time? Yes, that's correct. And uh, just because uh, he considered the body uh, as a whole, mm -hmm. uh, so... And respecting the relationship of the body, the mind, and the spirit uh, in health and disease. So he, he, he put emphasis on the structural and the functional integrity of the body, and the body intrinsic tendency of self self healing, which is quite very important, mm. right? So uh, that's uh, how uh, osteopathy uh, uh, was born, and try to. Uh, to correct the impair or alter function of uh, all the somatic system of the body, the skeleton, uh, the joint, but also the muscles, the fascia, and 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 uh, the related vascular, lymphatics, and uh, neural elements. So it's not just muscles, bones, and joints, but it's also the lymphatic system, the the organs, the muscles, the fascia, and all the deeper tissues. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all the body, uh, it's all the body. It's just mm -hmm. not only joints, fascia, as yeah. you say, it's just all the body and, uh, try to adjust the structure, uh, and the function, uh, respecting both of them. Because one of the big principles of the osteopathy is that, uh, body and, uh, function mm -hmm. are interrelated. We cannot separate the body and the function. So one influences the other and uh, vice versa. So and uh, also the the uh, the emphasis on the self-regulating and self-healing mechanisms mm -hmm. of the the body. Yeah, that is certainly very important because many diseases the body can heal if they only get supported in the right way. Yes, exactly, and uh, I mean. Uh, Osteopathy, uh, of course, incorporates current medical and scientific knowledge, you know, uh, 
to uh, I mean to deal with the this osteopathic principle to the patient care. Mm-hmm. So uh, every patient is is different. So uh, so the the osteopathic medicine is uh, is uh, patient centered uh, medicine. So it's not uh, I mean relate or put emphasis on the symptoms, but uh, the, the emphasis is put on the patient. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. So even though the disease is the same, but the course of the disease might not be uh, the same. And so to try to go to find the cause of the, the problem, but not the symptoms. So that is very interesting. So you deal really with the whole body. Now, uh, what many people will ask, what really is the difference between an osteopath and a chiropractor? Oh. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, osteopathic medicine is a manual and hands-on medicine, as well as uh, chiropractic, as well as uh, uh, physiotherapy. But the, the technique even could be the same because uh, chiropractic came from osteopathy, so they used the same technique that osteopathy used. Uh, although um, the difference is that uh, the, uh, I mean, the fact that we deal with all the body, not only the spine and the nerve, but uh, all the tissue, the viscera, uh, the vascular system, the lymphatics. Which means it's uh, it's more than adjusting uh, a displace or maladjustment uh, vertebra or whatever joint. Okay, that is interesting. So, uh, what was first, osteopathy or chiropractic? Uh, first was osteopathy. Wow. Yeah, because uh, yeah, osteopathy was first in uh, so in 1892. Uh, then a student uh, at the Kirksville uh, College uh, of Osteopathic Medicine developed by uh, uh, Taylor Steele um, didn't finish the course and uh, later on de- developed his own current, which was uh, chiropractic. So would you say that chiropractic is a part of osteopathy in the original sense? I mean, chiropractic takes some some uh, some principle from osteopathy, like uh, the rule of the nerve. Yes. So the rule of the nerve is the main principle of chiropractic. Uh, so if you are just uh, a displaced vertebra with the nerve, so the earth, the nerve will will heal, and therefore the organs related to the nerve or the muscles related to the nerve or the vessels related to the nerve will heal as well. In osteopathy, of course, we uh, we take into account the, the rule of the nerve, but also the rule of the artery, which is supreme, because we need blood, we need uh, vascular supply and drainage to be sure that uh, all the cells in the body, including the nerve cells, are uh, well uh, uh, fed and then... Uh, uh, the body can uh, can uh, work properly. Wow! Now so, this is this is really yeah. interesting, and uh, th- we have to end the first part pretty soon. But I want to uh, say that in the second half we will uh, talk some more about the differences and what an osteopath really does, what it 
is in practice, what the different forms are and why different osteopaths with different training do different things, which many people have no idea how osteopathy got into Canada, how it went from the States to Europe and back. And I think yes. that is a very interesting concept and I would be happy to talk more about it in the second half. And this brings sure. us to the yeah. end of the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 COIEFM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more with osteopath Pascal Grolo. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I am your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and I am with today's guest, osteopath Dr. Pascal Grolo. In the first half, we talked a little bit about the history of medicine, osteopathy, and it is really a fascinating history about why it was formed in the 19th century as a means of treating then untreatable diseases. So tell us a little bit more about uh, how that developed and how it went across the ocean and then back to us in Canada. Yes, sure. Uh, so um, as I said, uh, osteopathic medicine was uh, developed in the state. Uh, in uh, early uh, uh, 1900s, and uh, one of the first students uh, at the osteopathic school in Kerrville was a uh, 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 UK guy uh, from uh, Great Britain. His name was uh, John Martin Littleton. And uh, he left uh, the US and came back in the UK just uh, in, in the middle of the First uh, World War, and uh, he opened the first uh, college of osteopathy in, uh, in London at the British School of uh, Osteopathy uh, in uh, 1917. Mm. And uh, yeah, so, uh, and the school developed, there were uh, two other schools in, uh, in the surrounding of London, so Maidstone, was part of them, uh, the European School of Osteopathy, the Maidstone College of Osteopathy. And then uh, the uh, osteopathic training developed in UK. But what is important to know is there, that uh, in the US, the osteopaths are, are trained as physicians, like the allopathic uh, doctors. And uh, contrary in, uh, in Europe, because in UK, they didn't want that uh, osteopath uh, become a medical doctor. So uh, they, they learn everything about medicine the same way, uh, but no drugs and uh, no surgery. So Otherwise, do I get that right, that in the US, 
an osteopath can do surgery and prescribe medications? Yes, sure, but okay. I mean, this is not... Yeah, no, that's, that's not generally they, done, they, but the, the education is similar to that of a conventional medical doctor? Uh, they have uh, 200 hours more of uh, medical education because it's... Uh, It's uh, this 200 hours more. It's about uh, osteopathic medicine. Wow! So, mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise they can prescribe uh, prescribe drugs mm -hmm. and do surgery. But of course, this is not the philosophy of osteopathy. Yes. So, uh, the, the all these uh, osteopathic physicians in the state, actually, there are a lot. There are uh, about 90,000 uh, osteopathic physicians in the state. Right, which is a lot because there mm -hmm. is only uh, 130,000 osteopaths in the world. So the main osteopaths are in the States, but they are okay. all uh, physician osteopaths, mm -hmm. but they don't, they don't do surgery and prescribe drugs because it's not the philosophy. Yes. So uh, they just do uh, classical osteopathic treatment, although they can do... Uh, Uh, all field of medicine. Mm -hmm. So you yourself told me you got your training where you were born in Belgium in the UK. Let us a little bit know about what kind of training was uh, there necessary to become an osteopath like you are. So uh, in, in Europe, uh, we have to wait until 1997. So it's quite recent. Mm -hmm that uh, osteopathy was regulated in UK, not before. And before it was quite a mess because uh, although there are several schools of osteopathy in UK, not all the schools dispense the same kind of training. Mm. And uh, osteopathy uh, went very quickly out of what is was at its origin. So the philosophy of osteopathy uh, was declined Uh, in in Europe, because uh, uh, the classical way was not really followed, only by one college, which was the Maidstone College of Osteopathy, and uh, I did my uh, my training there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had the chance to get uh, a pure classical osteopathic training, like it was at the origin in the, the states. And uh, no, the tendency is to go backwards to its origin, like it was. And this is, uh, I mean, very good news. So not all the osteopaths are trained classically. And I mean, the, the trouble of this is that all the school, because it was not regulated, can, can teach anything. And it was merely uh, teaching about uh, techniques. So it was more osteopathy as a system of therapeutics instead of a system of medicine. Mm -hmm. And so uh, different uh, kind of technique or fields came like visceral osteopathy to trade the viscera, like craniosacral osteopathy for the cranium and the energetic stuff and uh, all kind of technique. So it was merely a form of Uh, an, addition, uh, an addition of different kind of techniques. But osteopathy is not techniques. Osteopathy is just uh, a medicine. Mm -hmm. So this is the difference. And, and uh, unfortunately, many, many schools in the world, uh, I'm not talking about uh, the U.S. because they have uh, the long history about uh, practicing osteopathic medicine, but mm -hmm. in Europe, in Australia, 
and then afterwards in Canada, because in Canada, osteopathy is quite new. It was founded by a French osteopath, uh, was, uh, I mean, graduate from a French college, but at the time, it was not recognized. So mm-hmm. he came with osteopathy in 1981, and he founded the first college of osteopathy in Quebec. And then from, from there, osteopathy spread in Canada. In Canada, there is about 2,000 osteopaths. Uh, in France, to compare, there is about uh, 30,000. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's a new profession here. But the problem is that the teaching in Canada compared to know what is in UK and in Europe, because now it's regulated in UK, it's regulated recently in Europe uh, through a European directive, is that uh, first it's not recognized in Canada, so it's private school, so they can teach whatever they want. And the main teaching they do is just like they, they did in UK in the 60s, means that uh, they, people learn a system of therapeutics, but don't, they don't learn uh, osteopathic medicine as it should be. So, so this is the main difference. That, that's why there yeah. is a difference between osteopath and osteopath. Mm-hmm. It depends where they are training or not. But actually, the, the, the World uh, Health Organization uh, said that to become an osteopath, they need at least... 4,200 hours of training hmm. and more minimum 1,000 hours of clinical practice. Uh, so this is a lot. It's the same kind of training the chiropractor, actually. So it means that uh, it's a minimum of four years full-time study. Mm-hmm. Uh, in France, for instance, uh, it's five years full-time. Sometimes it's six if uh, people do uh, afterwards uh, additional year of uh, residency, okay. but otherwise it's between four and five years full time. So it, are all osteopaths in Canada trained this way? Uh, unfortunately not, because uh, there is different college of osteopathy. They try to get the same kind of training because it's competition between the the college it's not uh, recognized so uh, i mean they try to get uh, the highest uh, training i mean to attract people uh, to study osteopathy mm-hmm. this is not the case there is one college in toronto i will not tell the name but uh, who give uh, osteopathic uh, uh, i mean uh, diploma or degree after uh, six months of uh, online training so this is nothing to do with osteopathy, but at the end, they are graduate and osteopath. So it means that in Canada, uh, at the moment, it is not regulated. Anybody can do any anything. And uh, I mean, it's, it's very worse for the profession, and mm-hmm. it's uh, very dramatic for the patient. And uh, it, it gives very poor credit to the, to the profession. So wow. it means so- that... Uh, I, yeah, this I, means- yeah, I have to cut you a little bit short because we'll soon wrap up uh, this uh, episode. But I just want to mention that I will be happy to tape another episode with you and go more into what an osteopath can do, what they really do for the patients, what the experience 
experience for your patients is. And you do a lot of neuro neurologic uh, diseases with your vagus nerve. Not has nothing to do with Las Vegas, with the vagus nerve stimulation. So we'll keep that for the next time. And I just want to mention, if you go to an osteopath in Canada, it's a buyer beware. Please ask how they are educated. I think that's very important. Yeah. And this brings me to this end of today's session. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Dr. Pascal Grollo. My email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, at communityradio.ca, and I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station, and we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, We are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville. Thank you for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day. <music>